You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 248, joined by my partner in crime, Lord Bolts. Hello, Lord Bolts. <laughs> Good evening, sir. Good evening. Oh, man. So, how are you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm fantastic. Just glad to be back with another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Hope you guys are excited. We got a pretty good episode for you today. So let's go ahead real quick and move down to drinking and gaming. Bolts, what have you been drinking? What have you been gaming? I have been drinking no Dr. Pepper. My boy. Yeah, no. Um, I'm, I'm just slowly trying to wing myself off the DP. Um, I've done pretty good. About three, three and a half to four weeks, I've had about maybe three. Yeah, I'm trying to wean myself off the DP. <laughs> I'm like, I got you, bro. <laughs> I've been drinking oh, some man. sparkling ice, man. Yeah. That's my shit, bro. That's my shit now. Hey, you know, I had a couple of those the other day, and they were actually really good, bro. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, um, lemonade and uh, black raspberry is my is my is my thing. Yeah, bro. the lemonade one uh, is one. You left one over here one day, and I drank it, and then I went to work the next day, and I was like, "I'm drinking this shit." That's it, man. <laughs> it's it's good really shit, good. Um, uh, what about gaming? Gaming, um, Call of Duty and uh, Red Dead Two. Okay. So, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I got you, my bro. Well, you know me. I'm just uh, gameaholic play too many games uh drinking wise haven't really been drinking much and nothing outside of some water recently um i had a beer last night actually we had a little get together um grilled some ribeyes um trying to get my boy jesus and alex warmed up to being around friends um so we invited them over for some they're steaks not, they're not like feral or anything guys they're just <laughs> i just don't have like you know they have friends, but I don't think they have... I don't know how to explain it. I want to say adult friends. It's like... They don't have a Bolts and Caleb friend. They don't have Bolts and Caleb friends. Yeah, so... Um, but we, we grilled some steaks, and I had um, uh, New Belgium Breweries... Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was it's, a beer from New Belgium. That, that means it's not very memorable. Oh, uh, what? It was all right. No, it wasn't it bad. It wasn't bad for... Did it have like little chunks floating in it? No, it didn't have anything like that. It was it, it's infused with like orange peel and yeah. some other stuff. So, yeah. anthrax. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But um, you know, it, it's it's been a good week. So gaming, uh, I'm 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 making good uh, good time on my Resident Evil live stream series. Um, doing also, um, probably going to play a little bit of Metro Exodus, uh, Exodus, a little bit of Metro last light to pump up for Metro Exodus, uh, hopefully soon, uh, before the release, which is February 15th, which is only about two weeks away. Um, uh, and you know how it is, bro, you know, just doing what I'm doing and getting ready for the Super Bowl. Which is this coming up weekend? Which is no crazy. one gives a shit about the Super Bowl this year. I'm telling you, bro. I think the Rams are going to pull it out. I'm not I, just saying that because I hate the Patriots. Right. Just saying because I would like. to I see just, it. you know, after the team's been in it for so long, it loses interest. You saying like the '95 Cowboys? You know, it, and it goes back to that. It goes back to the to the '70, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, the '80, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, you know, the '90s. Fucking um, Dallas Cowboys, the 2000 
fucking New England Patriots. You know, it's just when, when you see the same team over and over and over and over, people start losing interest, especially when that one team is pretty much cheating to get where they need to get. Who's cheating? Oh, New England, dude. Oh, do you really believe that? Bro, bro. I, I just want to know. I mean, honestly, in your heart of hearts, as much as I hate New England, I don't think they're cheaters. Okay, well, there's evidence of Spygate, videotape, and other th- other but people's practice. Like but it doesn't matter. Years ago. It doesn't matter. It's still it, they still won a Super Bowl that year. Yeah, you know, it's 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 it, it, when, you just hate the Patriots. No, I don't. I don't mind the Patriots. I, I think Bill Belichick is the greatest coach to ever walk the face of the earth. I agree with that, a hundred and ten percent. But oh, whenever man. you get caught time and time and time again. You know, it isn't just one time. It's not two times. It's three or four times. Yeah. You know, and and nothing really ever happens to them. I mean, for crying out loud, Sean Payton got suspended for an entire year for supposedly headhunting from his defensive coordinator. Yeah. You know, Bill Patrick's been been caught sp- Spygate, all kinds of things. Yeah. You know, and nothing has ever happened to the man. That's I'm true. I'm just saying. That's true. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> You're like, this is a totally different podcast. I, I could turn this into a sports podcast at all. Let's do this. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, I'm just excited about that. So, video games coming soon. We got Crackdown 3, which comes out February 15th. Uh, we have Jump Force, which comes out February 15th. Crackdown 3 is an exclusive to Xbox One and PC. Um, Jump Force is coming out to PS4, Xbox One, and PC as well. Then we have Metro Exodus coming out to PS4, Xbox One, and PC February 15th. Then after that, we have Anthem, which comes out PS4, Xbox One, PC February 22nd. <laughs> Uh, and we have Devil May Cry 5 coming out ma- maybe March 8th. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Coming out to Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Um, so let's go ahead and get down into the top gaming news. Sony is shifting their first-party development focus to PS5. Now, the stories that you'll be hearing today are all sourced from VG247.com, so make sure to check them out. Um but it has, according to uh, Mr. Daniel Ahmad, Nyko partner analyst who generally has solid insider information, Sony's internal first-party studios are already working on games for the PlayStation 5. He is quoted saying, in general, most of the focus for Sony's first party is on PS5 right now. It is still early in talks about the next generation, but I imagine we'll hear some whispers coming out of GDC very soon. So, Bolts, what do you think about that? <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, it was it was expected. Um, you know, with, with with the slow talks, with the talks slowly gaining steam about the PS5 and the next-gen consoles, you knew it was only time before the, you know, the, the, the Sony... The Sony exclusives basically have st- started developing for the new... Ne- for the next-gen console. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... I just, I just don't, I don't fully understand it. That's all. Yeah. You know, because the the PS4 is still, I mean, it's got a, basically a hundred million consoles, mm-hmm. basically a hundred million consoles out there. You know, it still has a head full of steam. It's still doing so good. The the games you make for it are freaking phenomenal on every level, as far as graphics, game physics, frame. I mean, yeah, you can always up the frames per second, but I yeah. mean, come on, let's be realistic. It's just, it's. It's it's just I just don't like them coming out with another system. And the same thing is for Xbox. Yeah. You know, the Xbox One X is a great system. Is a great system. 
you know the ps4 is a great system you know i just don't i just i hate the fact that they're already pushing i, I know i say already because it only seems like yesterday that they made the other two the this this past gen consoles but it still feels like just yesterday they made the ps4 and the xbox one x yeah it does feel like you know but you know when you really think about it when was that Uh, how long ago was that? That's Dude. six years ago. I know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the original Xbox One came out of um, 2013. Yeah, and then but, the PS4 came out right after it. And right, I mean, right. Because like, the Xbox One X, what, it launched in like March? And then I think the PS4 came out in November? No, the Xbox One the Xbox One came out that March. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Xbox One came out in March, and then the PS4 came out in November. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, I understand what you're getting at in the aspect of having that like worry of like you know it's too early to be developing for these games uh or for these studios for these games for these systems but also i really do believe that sony and xbox are going to do what they did with their previous generation of consoles they're going to have at least two years to maybe two and a half years short they're still going to be developing stuff for the ps4 and it's going to be an easier segue for them to move into the ps5 now two it has been rumored that uh, for for quite some time that Xbox One or Xbox whatever, let's just say Xbox Next, Xbox Next and PlayStation Five are supposed to have full backwards compatibility for their consoles. Um, I can obviously totally see that happening with Microsoft. It's an iffy thing with PlayStation, but I think with the outcry that has happened with their fans over the last couple of years, I think this is something that we are going to really see. Um, but that also comes down to that aspect of like, if somebody did buy these PS4 games, then it would be easy for them, especially if it was a physical or even a digital version. Cause supposedly we've talked about this already before bolts that both of these consoles, these new consoles are supposed to be heavily, um, uh, really, really heavily supporting the digital side of the marketplace. Um, so I can see them maybe possibly bring in some type of aspect of being able to download your PS4 games or even your PS3 games that you've purchased on the store onto your PlayStation. Um, and then the same thing with Xbox and also with the physical base. They're saying that they're supposed to be a pretty heavy thing like that. So for me, that's going to be a huge thing because I have really paid uh, a good chunk for all the digital items that I have on my PlayStation 4 library and probably one of my most disappointing things about the ps4 is the fact that it doesn't have any type of backwards compatibility so i can't play any of the ps3 games that i have in my library at all none zero zilch um so i don't know i can i can agree with you and i can understand because you're saying that you know it's like the playstation 4 is one of the most highly sought after consoles right now it's like whenever they did that super markdown in korea they did like a 45 percent or 50 percent off of like consoles. they did a really big markdown maybe it was a little bit lower like 35 percent but it was such a big discount like all the stores that had those discounts were flooded by people in south korea i just <laughs> no i i mean and that's all fine and dandy it's just that, and, and they're going to make the, you know, po you know, possibly the talks of making the system completely backwards compatible, you know, and, and it's just like, you know, people are still buying your console. Yeah. So you're going to put out another console that someone just bought 
That just that irks me as a consumer. I understand, but I mean, think about what happened. And this is just me, and I know you you'll agree because we've talked about the way Xbox has handled this generation that they're in as of right now. There's been three different gener. There's been three different versions of the Xbox One. There's been the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, now the Xbox One X. And that's why they've only sold thirty fucking million yeah. units. So you know, it wasn't just like. And just this is just me. I'm not trashing on Xbox. So if anyone listens, please don't ex- please don't take it like I'm just dogging them. But what I'm getting at is with the PlayStation. Yes, there was a PS4 Pro. Okay, but usually the way PlayStation has done it before in the past, they would always just come out with slimmer models, and so did Xbox. So PlayStation came out with the original PlayStation, uh, the PS4, and then they came out with the slim model PS4. And then there was a PS4 Pro. Now, I decided to get the PS4 Pro because of, you know, the, you know, whatever it is. Not true 4K, but it's like cross-pixelation or whatever the hell they call it. I don't know. Um, uh, but I thoroughly enjoy my PS4 Pro a lot. Um, and if you really want that 4K visual aspect, um, you have a 4K TV, I would say go out and buy an Xbox One X. Um, because I think the Xbox One X is a very good console now it is high in price of course but it it is a good console and that is a shocking thing for me as a consumer because i i do think the ps4 pro is not as good as it was supposed to be let's say that you know what i'm saying i'm sure you can agree with me on that right bolts I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they they could have put more stuff into the system itself. But I'm saying, like, comparing it to the Xbox One X. The Xbox One X is is a fucking beast of a console. It I is, mean, a con- it, and and you pay for that. You pay for it. Yeah, that's but, what I'm. But that's, that that's what I'm getting at. It, it, and it's agreeance with what you said on the previous episode of saying with Xbox, why are they making another console when they just put out the X that is supposed to do you know 4K visuals at 60 frames per second. On most titles, you know, PS4 Pro is is an upscaled 4K, uh, unless it's an in-house first-party game. Uh, it usually kind of is like in the range of like 2160p to 30, uh, whatever it is. I don't know, true 4K. Um, but it's it's just the aspect of I can understand PlayStation moving into it in the next few years of saying, hey, we do need to get a new console because PS4 Pro was kind of rushed and it wasn't truly 4K. And I, and I can understand that, but if, if, if they're going to come up with a console that's going to try to top the Xbox One X, and the Xbox One X right now is $399. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? You're going to come out and it's going to cost $499? Because you're going to have to put more than what's in it. I don't know. I We talked about this before, and we could probably talk about this all day, but you know, you and me both agree that both of these new consoles are going to have to launch at $399. Doesn't and matter how much, and how it's going to be tough. It is going to be. It's going to be absolutely tough because, because in, in order to take a step up from what they have now, yeah. And then PS Five, of course, is what needs to take an up step from what P- Xbox One X is. Yeah. And then Xbox, the Microsoft's got to do what PS Five does and better. You're talking four four nine nine five nine nine. You might yeah. as well go buy a PC tower that can run everything. That's what I'm saying. That's the reason why I think they're going to have to do what they've done previously. They saw what happened when the PS4 or when the PS3 launched. It was four ninety nine, um, so it was five hundred fucking dollars. And the fact that the PS5, uh, the the PS4 launched at three ninety nine, uh, we saw the polar differences between the sales with the PS4 
and the Xbox One. The Xbox One launched at $499 and made the mistakes that the PlayStation 3 did. Um, so, but like I said, this is something we could talk about all day. And um, we're obviously, we're going to have a little bit more talks about it later, maybe later in the show and in the coming months. But um, it is exciting, frustrating, and uh, all around crazy right now. So, I mean, for, for the gaming world, I'm excited for a consumer. I, it fucking sucks. Yeah. I understand that. So, moving into more PlayStation talk, PlayStation Plus February titles have been announced. We're getting Hitman and For Honor, and also the cloud storage space has been expanded to 100 gigabytes of storage space. Pretty awesome. Sony has officially announced that the games for PlayStation Plus subscribers will receive in February are going to be For Honor, Hitman, the complete first season, Dive Kick on PS3 and PlayStation Vita, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriot on PS3, Gun House for PS4 and PS Vita, Rogue Access for PS4 and PS Vita as well. So, good little lineup of games. If you're still playing on your PlayStation 3, um, good for you. I'm not. <laughs> um, also, January is still here, so you can still go uh, download Portal Knights, Steep, Amplitude, Zone Enders HD, and others. Uh, the Zone Enders HD and I think Amplitude are... No, no, no. Is Amplitude also on PS4? I can't remember, but I know Zone Enders HD, I think it's just on PS3. So, moving from that, we're going to talk about the Xbox Games with Gold for February. A pretty good lineup of games. You have Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is created by the creator of Castlevania. You can definitely um, tell by the by the... Uh, the, the, script, oh, the logo the and the script of the game. It looks very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. But um, it has uh, very, very good ratings. Um, it, it is a beautiful um, 2D style game. It is very, very much like... Um, it is, I mean, super a lot like um, Castlevania. I kind of had a brain fart there. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but some damn good games, bro. You have... Um, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, um, which is a Castlevania side-scroller game. You also have Super Bomber R, uh, which will become available on the 16th um, and remain available until March 15th. On 360, uh, you are going to be able to, uh, well, on Xbox, but 360 titles, you're going to be able to download Assassin's Creed Rogue starting on the 15th. And then the big one. Probably the best one on the list outside of Bloodstained, Star Wars Academy, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy for the Xbox will be free um, starting at February 16th through February 28th. That's a big fucking game right there. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if it came out on an Xbox, uh, how old it is. It is one of the best. One of the best Star Wars games that I ever played. I loved it. I played it on PC, and I just, I'm I'm serious. I fell in love with that game. So just knowing that I can't play it on my console makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but man, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm excited for gamers for all the free games. Next up, we got another great thing to talk about. That everyone is fucking pissed about. Metro Exodus will be a timed exclusive on the Epic Games Store. And boy, oh boy, 
as Valve and some other gamers pissed off about this. So supposedly, Notch Media, who is a THQ sister company and is also partnered with Deep Silver, who is a publisher, um, has decided that the uh, release of Metro Exodus on PC will be a timed exclusive of the Epic Game Store. Uh, the decision to publish Metro Exodus as a timed Epic Store exclusive was, was made entirely by Notch Media's side uh, as Metro is their intellectual property, THQ Nordic said. They're uh, a sister company to K THQ Nordic in Vienna, which is the reason why we cannot and will not comment on the matter. Um, so some people are upset about this, uh, and... I just don't really know. It's 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 all about business with companies because yeah. Deep because Deep Silver, uh, which like you said publishes Metro Exodus, um, and it, and part of the Koch Media said the game will be made available on Steam and other storefronts when the deal with Epic ends in February of 2020. So it's real honestly, it's not that big of a deal. Is I it, mean, it, it. I don't know, bro. It's a timed exclusive, just as things happen on consoles. Uh, to where some of these games are timed exclusives. We had that happen with Tomb Raider. Now, me and Bolts are not the biggest fans of timed exclusives. If it's going to be an exclusive on the console, it needs to just be an exclusive. Pretty much. Um, but timed, timed exclusive, are, 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 they're just dumb. I mean, in, in, in my personal aspects, when it comes down to consoles, the reason why is because, you know, they, they try to build sales for one console and then eventually... It comes out to the other console, and then almost every time when it releases on the other console, it is either going to just do as many, if not more, than the previous one, or it's not going to sell shit. So why would you not just like make it and say, listen, if we're going to do this, we're going to either do it as an exclusive on one console, or we're going to do it as a... Um, as a dual release on both systems at the same time. Right. That's just me. And, and and on those on those timely timely uh, releases, I think it I think it fully support I think it fully develops on how well the game does on the exclusive system that they made it for. For instance, two off the top of my head, Bioshock and Mass Effect. Yeah. You know, Mass Effect was huge on the Xbox three sixty. Bioshock was huge on the Xbox three sixty. And the only way to more, make more money off those titles because people who had a PS3 could not play those titles. Yeah. And of course, Mass Effect is you know is Mass Effect, and Bioshock is Bioshock. Yeah. You know, so so it, it, it all depends on how well <coughs> the, the 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 time exclusives do. Just just like Tomb Raider. Yeah. You know. So I agree. Um. So I mean, I think people are probably kind of tripping about this a little bit too much, and one of those people are Valve. Get over it. So get over it. Y'all have had a lot of exclusivity in your old Play Store, so don't get mad because you got some shade thrown at you. Um, so anyways, uh, this is big news right here. Quantic Dreams has announced that after 12 years of being a PlayStation exclusive studio, they will once again publish games on multi-platform consoles. Um, it was announced... By, TA, uh, by THQ, by Quantic Dreams, that they will be uh, doing multi-platform games. Um, and it, it's super crazy. I'm super... I'm actually really, really excited. Um, the co-founder of the studio oh. commented this and said, this is definitely a shift for us after 12 years of developing exclusive 
uh, titles for PlayStation. But as but at the same time, we have had developed engines for or we have developed engines for PC, Dreamcast, Xbox, PS2, PS3, PS4, and PS4 Pro. Thus, we are confident that we can make this uh, a smooth transition while keeping our high level of quality on our games for the target. We learned a lot working with PlayStation for so long, and we now want to bring these learnings to other platforms. What do you think, Bolts? Um, if they can port Detroit <laughs> become human to the Xbox, I'll be satisfied. Yeah. That's all I care about. Well, you know, this is this is my thing. Um, Heavy Rain. Oh, so good. was a great game. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Um, and a lot of the games they've made over the last uh, certain amount of years are, are really, really good games. But they they haven't they didn't break numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't just like they weren't box office. Well, no, no they didn't break numbers yeah. because because you th- those games ap- apply to a certain type of audience. Yeah, you know, it's not a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. It's not you know a sports game. It's nothing. It's 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 a, it's a heavy it's a heavy involvement intellectual thinking game. Yeah. As heavy rain was the same way in Detroit Become Human. The few times that I watched you play it, you yeah. know, it's I mean it's 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 in depth and you gotta have a certain mindset to play those type of games. Mm-hmm. Um so they've had a good chunk of uh they've had a good chunk of games uh come out. Uh there was um some games for Dreamcast, Microsoft Windows, which was the Nomad Soul. Uh, they also had Nomad Soul Exodus for the Dreamcast. They had Fahrenheit, um, I think, which was on the PS2 and Xbox. They had Heavy Rain, which came out in 2010. Beyond Two Souls came out in 2013. And Detroit Become Human, which came out in 2018, which was a great game. Fantastic. Um, but it is um, it is a really good thing, and I think it's a fantastic thing that they're, they're going to do multi-platform console so more people can enjoy their games because their games are more than just are more than just the regular run of the meal thing it's kind of uh it's kind of an artwork you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's in a it's a cinematic experience that i want everybody to enjoy so um moving on from that resident evil 2 has shipped a total of 3 million copies in its first week capcom is very excited to announce that Resident Evil 2 has shipped 3 million copies in its first week, and this is doing really big things for the people at Capcom because now it is fully in talks that Resident Evil 3 Nemesis will be created the same exact way, and also this has affected the development of Resident Evil 8, which Resident Evil 7 was a relaunch type of game for the series in the first-person aspect, but they're saying... I. I possibly, this is just me, but from what I read in a report recently, it shows that they're going to possibly be making Resident Evil 8 in third person over the shoulder. But I would really like to have the option of, as you do in games like Resident Evil 2, or Resident Evil 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, of uh, switching from third person to first person. I think that would be really, really I, to, great. To, to me, the the first person in a survivor horror is almost a must. Yeah, because it puts you right there. Yeah, you know whether it, it's not it's not VR or anything, but they're like, but you're still immersed into the screen. Yeah, you know, in playing Resident Evil Seven on first person was amazing. 
Yeah, and know, I and so. I played a little bit of Resident Evil Seven. Um, I played a little bit of Resident Evil Seven in VR, and it was horrifying. It was terrifying. I really just, I mean, it threw me off pretty big. But um, I don't know how to say it. I think that what they're doing is great. I can't wait for Resident Evil 3 Nemesis if it's a for sure thing going to happen. And I know Bolts will disagree with me on this. He already said it once to me yesterday. But I would love for them to redo Resident Evil 4 as well. Um, add more stuff to it. I understand it's already been re-released as like HD and all this other stuff. But I would love to see a reimagining of Resident Evil 4 with the with the stellar graphics, I would that are, I, I would, I would put the shit out of that. Yeah, I, I mean, bro, you think would. about that shit. We talked about that the other day. Think about the graphics that they have today with the RE engine and having those those zombies that were in that town to where you walk up to them, blow their head off, and this big ass centipede comes popping out of their fucking neck big and ass shit. Parasite. Oh my god, bro. And you saw some of that shit the other day with those mutant fucking turtles or whatever the fuck I was fighting in the damn sewers oh, on yeah. Art Resident Evil 2. I was totally. like, it was nuts, bro. But um, uh, I'm in agreement with Bolts that I think that they should definitely implement a first-person mode into the game. So um, I did want to add this as well. This was in part of this article from VG247. It says the franchise as a whole has sold 88 million units since Resident Evil kicked things off. In 1996, while the original Resident Evil 2 sold 4.96 million units. Now think about that. The original Resident Evil 2 sold 4.96 million units. Okay? And that was at the original release. And this, in the first week, it already sold 3 million. So... That alone, as numbers, is is just great for a company when you do a remake like this. So, I'm excited for the future, very much so. And and what and see, this goes back to my point. Look look how beautiful and awesome this game is uh-huh. on this current gen console. Yeah. Oh, you're saying think about just I'm I'm just saying. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You're talking about your point with like PS4 and yeah. yeah. You go into the next gen console. Yeah. You have this amazing graphical playable physics game yeah. that they just put out on this on the current gen consoles and it is absolutely looks beautiful yeah. plays great and that, that's what I'm talking about yeah, right I there know. anyways go ahead um speaking of Resident Evil 2 the Ghost Survivors DLC is coming out next month for free for all users. Ghost Survivor DLC was announced as a free update for Resident Evil 2 last week and lets you play as characters who were killed off in the game in an alternative reality scenario that sees them fighting to get out of Raccoon City. Um, It has been, as I said, officially announced that these characters are coming and Gun Shop or Kendo's Gun Shop, uh, the owner of that, if you have played the game, you do know, spoiler, that you end up running into Kendo, um, and he is at his gun shop. He has a pretty sad moment. Um, you also get to play as the mayor's daughter, um, Catherine, uh, Catherine Warren, uh, in the runaway mode. Um, and you play as a soldier whose name is not given out yet, and it's called Forgotten Soldier. Um, but it's crazy. From what I had seen before, I guess... There was a lot of lore wrapped around the mayor's daughter. 
Um, nobody knew exactly what her name was. She didn't have a name before in the game, um, but she is now known as Catherine Warren. So, pretty crazy, and I am I'm excited to to play this. Um, I gotta. I'm about six hours into Leon's um, Leon's section of the game, and I'm probably gonna go back and and play through it as uh, Claire. Uh, because they say things go a little bit different whenever you play as Claire. So um, I'm excited, man. I really am. Well, I'm probably going to live stream tonight as well. So make sure to check that out. I would still watch it, but I'll be in bed. It's okay. I understand. Um, so bad things at Starbreeze. Starbreeze CEO blames his own dev team for the failure of The Walking Dead. He says, personally, I thought I lost all of my money. My family, uh, personally, wait, wait, wait. Personally, though, oh, yeah, okay. He said, I'm sorry about that. He says, uh, the CEO, Bo Anderson, says, personally, though, I lost all my money, my family in a divorce, and my kids' custody through the toil over the last two to three years working 100-hour weeks at Starbreeze and, keep, and keeping the devs paid uh, and in the game. With less and less development willing uh, to put in extra care in a product that is clearly limited in the possibility, uh, in the possible result of enough quality and time, this is a new era, and I didn't leave the old one uh, and adapt in time. My fault. It's okay. It's a new time, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, he really. Uh, He's really pushing the blame on everyone else but himself. Uh, and it's ridiculous. It's a total ridiculous thing to write, which I guess is um, another person that uh, at the company that said this as well. Um, I, I, I just, man, dude, honestly, um, Anderson was replaced by the deputy CEO, uh, Michael Newmark who responded to the questions of Eurogamer saying the core team producers and others worked hard and often late during the last year of production. Our goals was not to have a mandatory crunch, but we needed specific people um, uh, to stay and were asked to stay if they were willing to and be able to stay to get this done on time with a very high work ethic, and we all worked hard towards this. So... It's just a total shit show, to be honest with you. I played the game at E3, um, and the part that we played, I liked, but it was very unpolished. It was not finished, um, and I was thinking, damn, they're talking about releasing this like next year, and they had a lot of work to do. But the fact of the matter that, you know, I guess the previous CEO, Bo Anderson, decided to come out and basically just shit on the team and say, <laughs> you know, I tried to do what I could, and I guess they just didn't want to, you know, I guess they didn't understand what I was going through and it's more or less their fault the reason why this game is shit it's, it's, it sucks it sucks because now at this point the console version of the game is pretty much indefinitely like it's not happening it's right. pretty much cancelled yeah. at this point in time because the PC version has just been in a really bad spot so Bolts I know how you feel but I want everyone else to know how you feel what do you think whenever CEOs come out and you know, the CEO is supposed to be not a boss. It's supposed to be a leader. They're supposed to be the type of person to say, listen, we made some mistakes, whatever. Let's try to get it fixed, blah, blah, blah. Not come out and just completely blame your, your team like that. Um, and In all reality, um, I, I work for probably, if not, a, a Fortune 500 company, um, international multi-billion dollar business. I work at UPS. 
and I don't care what anybody says uh, from from that standpoint. Um, your your company is only as good as who leads it. Um, so if you want to if you want to blame the the devs and the workers and the peons for for supposedly letting you down, that's not on them. That's on you, bro. Uh, and and that, and that's and that, and that's the basis of it. As, as as a dispatch manager at UPS, my my employees' performance is based off on what I can how I can lead them. You know, um, so in all reality, Mister Mister Starbreeze CEO, whoever the hell you want to be called, I don't give a shit who you are, but it's 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 just. It's it's shitty that you want to go out and blame everybody else for their faults when, sorry, homie, you're the chief executive officer of this company. Yeah. And your shit stinks just as much as theirs do. So if they suck, they suck because you suck. I totally agree with that, bro. I'm so proud of you, Bolts. You don't even know. Um, it's so crazy when you have that. It's so crazy right now. It's crazy. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy when you have that type of stuff. You have a, a leader like that that comes out and tries to blame everybody else. You know, I mean, it would have been so much. It would. It would have looked so much. It would have looked right. So better if he would have just came out and said, "Listen." I was the CEO. This is the situation I was going through with the divorce and all this other stuff of working a hundred hour work weeks. I should have been there for my team more instead of coming out and trying to blame everybody for it. I think the entire situation just sucks. Development did not go the way they expected. Starbreeze is a, is a, has a past of being a very good company whenever it comes down to doing these great games. Right. But we've seen this before. Exactly. And and let's put it in a different perspective. As a CEO, yes, is, is pretty much top of the food chain. But the CEO still has people they have to listen to, which is the board members of whatever the company is. Okay, and then even the board members have people to answer to, and that's the consumers. Okay, so let's t- let's, let's put this in a different perspective as far as a company. What if your name is Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? You're supposed to be the leader of your team. You're not necessarily the highest, the highest in the food chain in the entire franchise. But you have the owner, you have the head coach, and then the quarterback. And I don't care what anybody says. It's pretty much the order goes. Yeah. Okay? As far as leading your franchise or your team. If Dak Prescott came out and started blasting his his offensive linemen and his running backs and his, and his receivers for not being able to do his job, you know exactly what would happen to that man? Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, it, it's, it's as far as a leader goes – you can only step out over that line so far before you start slipping and falling and hanging yourself. That's yeah. exactly what he did. Yeah, I totally agree, bro. And that was really well said, Bolts. He definitely came out and uh, made him, I, I mean, my personal opinion, made himself not look as good as he probably could have looked in that situation. So uh, it was a. Uh, it was definitely a shitty thing to say, and it just, I don't know. That's just us. If you disagree, comment and let us know, or you can get on Anchor uh, and uh, send us a little voicemail. Um, I see, man, this shit pisses me off, because what other employee wants to work for this man now? Yeah, exactly. What other fucking employee? You're not going to get shit out of any other employees because you are a piece of shit. Wow. Uh, I'm just, uh, see, now you're getting me on a fluffer now. <laughs> 
So next up, moving on from that, because it's just pissing us off. We don't really want to talk about it. Um, so we talked about uh, Dragon Ball, uh, the Dragon Ball game Project Z action RPG um, that was announced. Uh, it has now been officially revealed. So in the trailer, you see Goku, Gohan, Piccolo, Vegeta, Frieza, and many more at different locations. Um, and I don't, I don't know what to think about this game, man, because. Uh, as a Dragon Ball fan, I have to say that I will probably play it um, to see to see what it is. <laughs> it is coming out in 2019, hopefully late 2019. Maybe whenever we go to E3, we can both check this out. You know what I'm saying? We I can, heard that. Uh, um, so I just don't know, bro. I don't know. I just hate I, like me personally. It's it's a. I know, I know. I'm having such a hard time talking about this. Basically, the game is 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 like the legacy of Goku once again, and you're going back and you're going to play as Goku in in an RPG element and be able to do different stuff and I guess upgrade your character and do things here and there, but. I think we're past the point of the legendary Super Saiyan, the story of Goku. I think we're past that. I want more from a Dragon Ball type of game like this. And when you have that when you have that RPG element added into it, I can't help but want Super in there. You know what I'm saying? Or the Broly new Broly movie and these different planets and all this different stuff. I don't know what's truly going to be in the game, so I can't say right now what is going to happen um but what is the naratu game that cyber connect 2 makes what is it fuck i don't know i got what is it shupadin shupadin yeah i can never say it right yeah naratu shupadin um is the games that cyber connect 2 has been the main development on um and they uh are the project z will feature both japanese and english voiceover so which of course is good there's not a date uh set for this yet but we're guessing that it's probably going to come out sometime in 2019 and i really do hope that it's more than just the z saga like you know i i don't i don't want another game another rpg game that is just or another RPG game, another Dragon Ball game that is going to be based on the story of Goku. It's going to happen. It's going to happen because it's what everybody connects to. It's just oh, like I, I know. Not stretch it out because to super. It from what it's showing on here, it's literally it's just now. This could be just a really early trailer to try not to show too much. But in this trailer, all it shows is shit from like when Gohan was was really young, when him and Vegeta right. were battling Frieza. There's no showing of Cell, but there's showing of, like, Piccolo and Goku fighting. So I don't know if it's training or, or what's going on, bro. I don't know, man. I'm just worried. Me, me personally, if if you're going to make an anime game, whether it's Dragon Ball Z, whether it's Fairy Tale, One Piece, Bleach, or whatever, every the, the, the thing about anime games is that the story's already out there yeah. before the game is produced. Yeah. The story is already out there. You've either read the manga... Or you've already seen the shows, or you've already done both, and and this, this, and this. Now, now, like as far as Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z goes, now what they could do and what they should have done 
they should have took it to the super to the super bowl to the super universe and taken uh what, what's the what's the one of the main guys that he just fit jaron jaron yeah jaron take him take his entire backstory because i guarantee you there's not, there's very i mean there, there's story on his backstory but how do you get from where he's at to where he's at now yeah that would have been rpg you know um stuff like that you in in order for these mainstream anime games to work you're gonna have to go away from the mainstream and pull a side character over to you and 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 develop that story not a story that you've already read not a story that you've already watched not a story that you've already played and so on and so forth so yeah you know you know it's just like you know i'll, I'll take bleach for an for, for you know for example bleach bleach has a shit ton of characters your main character of course it's ichigo and then you know you you, you have chad and and you, you and ishad and you have all these all these main characters and then throughout this game you face off against all these side characters if you wanted to bring a a main uh, an rpg to the bleach series then you take maybe you take grim Jow, one of their rancor and you take his backstory and you develop him to Iran or Espada, whatever you want to call him, and you develop him to the and there you RPG his body through up to the point he's at. That's the only way you're going to be able to get something to work like that because everybody's read Ichigo's story, everybody's played Ichigo's story, everybody's watched Ichigo's story. It's just like Monkey D. Luffy in One Piece. You've got to get away from the main characters in these anime games for these characters to develop. You're gonna to have to pull something on the side, and you got to develop those characters that people don't know shit about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Totally. So, um, all right. So we're gonna take a quick music minute break, and whenever we come back, we're gonna talk about on the double take um, some canceled games that we would have liked to see go through. We're also gonna talk about anime-based vi- video games and why they fail. And we're going to have a classic head-to-head PS3 versus Xbox 360 <laughs> coming up next on the Second Opinion Podcast.
right, guys. So we're here to talk about our uh, our discussion points. Let's say that. So with the double take, basically we're going to look back at a couple of games that we were a little upset to see canceled um, and uh, kind of get a little bit of uh, kind of get a, a little bit of uh, word from the community to see what. Uh, what they missed um, before we were doing community comments and now we're really we're not really doing community comments all the time we're going to basically try to jump around and do it here and there um, but I guess I'll go first good uh, good Star Wars 1313 oh, that's on everybody's list oh that's my a fucking god given, bro. Dog. it was such a disappointment it was such a disappointment. This game was supposed to be basically like a an like not really an origin, um, but a um, a telling of bounty hunters, and there was supposed to be a really heavy uh, basis wrapped around. Was it Django Fett? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Warner Young Bo- Boba Fett. The, the 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 bounty hunter who has like seven lines in the entire Star Wars series, but is probably like the third most popular character. Yeah, super upsetting, dude. It was just such a like the original demo that came out, uh, the video that was shown from the E three that year. It was just so great, and hearing that it got canceled was just a gut punch. Um, all right, so then we moved down into another one that was just a total gut punch: Silent Hill. That's, that's First person Silent Hill, uh, done by Konami and with the help of Hideo Kojima and uh, Mr. Del Toro um, and uh, Daryl from Walking Dead. Yeah. What is his name? Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. I always go to say his name. <laughs> I, I, I'm stupid. Anyways, so um, pretty. Uh, it was pretty upsetting. The when it was announced at E3 that year, they released a demo. The first person demo was just horrifying. Um, I remember playing it right after it was announced, and I mean, it was shocking. It really was. And the and like at the end, you got the trailer of Norman Reedus like walking away, and I mean, it was just. Oh, I mean, everyone was so excited for this game, and it's still being constantly like remade or redone on. Um, PC. All these people are trying to remake it. One person actually remade um, the hallway and the entire level in Dreams yep. for PS4. So yep. it's pretty crazy. Um, Gotham by Gaslight, which was being developed by Day One Studio, the studio behind the Fear series. Um, Gotham by Gaslight was uh, like a um, uh, 15th or 16th, not 15th or 16th, like an 1800 um, steampunk Batman. Uh, now they have a movie out based on that Batman now that you can watch. Uh, but the fact that this game was supposed to happen and it never did was so upsetting. Knowing that they, they were developing a, a Batman game to where Batman or Bruce Wayne or whatever was in an alternate reality and he was in like old England and all this other stuff. It was just so fucking cool, man. And it was a little upset to see the, like it wasn't ever really announced, but right. whenever it was, it came out, it was like this game was in development. Um, that's like the Darth Maul Star Wars game, which I don't have really on a list or anything, but it was supposed to be fucking awesome as well. 
Heavenly Sword 2. Um, Damn, that's on my list too, bro. Is it really? It is. Oh, such a good game. Such a good game. But it just, uh, Heavenly Sword didn't really do a lot for the PlayStation 3. Um, it sold, uh, it's well, it sold over 1 million copies uh, in the first year of its release. But, I mean, that's not really a lot. Seeing, like now, Resident Evil 2, the remake, sold 3 million copies in just one fucking week. You know what I'm saying? One million units in the first year. Hello. That's, but you also have to realize I know it's a that PlayStation, time. but no, PlayStation Three cost four ninety nine at that time. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> the reboot of the Legacy of Kane franchise. Um, Amy Hennig, who is known for the Uncharted series, got her big break on the Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver in nineteen ninety nine. Soul Reaver was such a good game. Soul Reaver was hands down. Oh, so amazing. My God. It was so good, bro. It was one of my favorite games of all time. And Square Enix owns the rights to the Legacy of Kane, and I would really love them. Get your shit kicked. Let's go, to bro. Bring it back. So, Bolts. Okay. Um, my five, um, of course, we, we have three in common Heavenly yes. Sword, Star Wars, Silent Hills. Um, I have two on there that you do not. Um, and the first one, I'm going to say was supposed to be a Xbox exclusive, and it was called Scalebound. Oh! All right. And it was basically Final Fantasy meets Xenoblade. Meets uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah. yeah. It was supposed <laughs> to be It was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. It was supposed to be just this over-the-top dragons, you know, magic, might, swords. It just, it looked so good. Um, you know, it just, I wish they would have been able to progress forward with that. Um, but you know, like, a, and, and on top of that, it was, it was, it was, it, you didn't hear much about it. They announced it. They showed a few pictures here and there, but then it was pretty much like, it was done. Um, so, but just from the pictures alone and the few things that I read, I was really excited about this. Um, cause I was still in my final fantasy phase. Mm-hmm. So I was really ready for it. And I lo- and Xenoblade on the, on, on the Wii, I absolutely loved. So I was really excited about that. Oh, excuse me. And then, of course, the other one. This was on, this game came out on the 360. Um, I can't remember if it came out on the PS3 or not. Um, I really, really, really like this game because of the types of weapons that you were able to play. Um, as you're running through the levels and you're doing everything. What game? Just hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I'll just tell you. The, the, the weapons alone were alive. Yeah. Okay. They moved with you. They gave with you. And this was the original Prey on the Xbox 360. Oh. All right. Now, this one. Now, now this, of course, you know, you got a new Prey that came out and rebooted. The, but you're talking about Prey 2. I'm talking about Prey 2. That got yeah. canceled. Yeah. All right. Now, this this game, um, the first Prey on the 360 was, was, was so well received by the community. It was such a great first-person shooter. I remember this one level where you walk into this room and it's got this box. And it's got this little, like this little rock, circle rock in the middle of it, and you run up to it, and it automatically sucks you onto the surface of this little rock. Yeah. And you turn around, and you got like three giant ass aliens running, running after you. Yeah. All right, and it's because you you you, sh- you shrink down to a mini a miniature size onto this little planet, and those aliens are coming into the room through the door. Wow, dude, it was it was sick. It was one of the coolest little transitions from level to level. Yeah. It was awesome. But you know, it's it 
it, it was being made by 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 Bethesda. Yeah. So I was really really excited. Um, but of course, you know, back in 2014, they just confirmed the the, the cancellation of Prey 2. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal because I don't oh, think I don't I loved, think like boy. I remember it was in 2011. I went to PAX Prime of Seattle and they had this little round circular thing up uh, above their booth and it said Prey 2 and it had like the recent Prey 2 trailer. Yeah. Uh, and everyone was tripping about it, but then ev- no one yeah, heard anything it, you of know, it. You know, it, you know even journalists... silent. Exactly. Journalists even got to play some of the gameplay behind doors. Mm-hmm. Um, but, th- you know, and, and Bethesda started to question a lot of the, the developer human heads mm-hmm. practices and stuff like that and the relationship went rocky and then they just canceled it yeah. which i absolutely hated because i loved pray yeah. pray was awesome but is that it i mean other than with the three that we agree on yep. and with okay. those two absolutely all right so community comments we got lydia she says so far none of the games that i've wanted were canceled i'm like okay cool lydia aj ashford commented and said Fable Legends. I was a big fan of Fable growing up. To see the franchise just leave like that kind of sucked. I would game on Xbox more if they had games like that. Well, AJ, you may be in luck because there could be a new Fable coming. Uh, you never know. Avalanche, Playground, yeah. Ninja Theory. Let me take your pick, yeah. bro. Robert Workman, a.k.a. the DCD. You can find him on the ARG podcast and uh, many other platforms with comicbook.com forward slash WWG. Um, he says Starcraft Ghost and Thrill Kill, which I don't know what Thrill Kill is. Thrill Kill, I believe, is a fighting game. Well, I know Starcraft Ghost was pretty hyped up, especially especially after Starcraft came out. All right, so Carrie Bland says two games that have been canceled that still sting are The Legends of Dragon Two and Silent Hills. I totally agree, Carrie. Uh, my boy Jeremy. Rowan, a.k.a. Toast McGee from the 16-Bit Assassin, says Silent Hill, which that's just another one. Um, and then Nick, um, <laughs> my friend Nick, says uh, Kingdom of Amalur 2 and uh, Copper Nicious, the, I guess, a Kingdom of Amalur MMO, uh, and uh, Fable Legends. It seems like everybody's really butthurt about Fable Legends. And then Richard says, I have no comment for that one. Okay. Thank you, Richard, for your time. Um, All right, so moving on in the Real Talk segment. Why do anime-based games fail? I want to go to Bolts first with this one. Why do you think anime video games fail? On a, a bigger percentage than actually do well, uh, because you already know the story. I mean, and, and that and that's really what it boils down to. Um, as far as like big these anime games that want to be like RPG style or story driven, I hate to tell you, developers and and, and gaming companies, most of us already know the fucking story because we've read the mangas, we've watched the shows. This is what we do. I mean. The, the video games and anime pretty much go in hand in hand, you know? So, as far as that aspect, if, if you know the story, you don't want to play the story over and over again. And that's just how it is. If, if, if they were able to take it in a different direction, um, it, it, you know, develop an anime RPG-style game completely from scratch, 
that's the only way you would be successful because people wouldn't know the story people wouldn't know what would happen i mean you can go you can take you can take dragon ball z all day long and and, and take the first season or the first couple seasons and you can start from from square one and you'd be like look i already know how this is going to end i've seen it you know half a dozen times yeah you know, I've I've watched it half a dozen times. Why yeah. do I want to play through it? <laughs> I mean, and and that's the truth. Yeah. It's that's the truth. And as far as these fighting games go, you know, they're the the Dragon Ball Z Fighters is probably the best one that's ever come out. Yeah. And it may, and, the, and the main reason is because it was it was it was it was a two D side scroller. Yeah. Two D and uh, had it had almost a better look of animation than what the own than the actual damn show does. You know exactly, but. I mean, and 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 that's and mainly because everybody that plays fighting games is it, it's a two D with with three D you know you know aspects. Um, it's side to side, mono y mono, face to face. That's the way fighting games should be. You know, that's the way they've always been from from beginning of time. Yeah. You know, anywhere from 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 the old Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, um, Killer Instinct, Clay Fighters, Primal Fear, all that Clay shit. Fighters. You know, I'm just saying it, that's where it all comes from. Yeah. And now, going to these new fighting games, uh, J Five Star or whatever the fuck it's called, J Star Five. What the J Star Five? And I don't also, give a shit. You know, uh, fucking um, um, Jesus, what? Jump Force. Yeah, and and Jump Force. You know, you got these big, ba- big massive maps. This big three sixty three D arena that's balancing all over the place. P- you you should learn. Pick your poison. You should learn what drives fighting games. Yeah. Why why does Mortal Kombat do so well? Because it is what it is. Yeah. It takes it takes a simple concept that makes it amazing. Yeah. Soul Calibur, Street Fighter, Tekken, fucking Kingdom of Fight uh is it not Kingdom of Fighters? Um you're like Kingdom Hearts. I'm yeah, like, no what? shit. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, oh, you're saying a king, a king of fighters. Yeah, King of yeah. Fighters, Dead or Alive. A fucking these games have been around for so long for a simple reason, because they're they're they're, they're great to look at. They're easy to play, and it's not it's it's not completely too complicated, because you're trying to do special moves on a D pad with X circle square A X Y B all that shit. You don't need to be yeah. trying to be looking at what's going on, on the screen. Moving at 360 degrees, you know, all the damn time, bouncing from left to right. You don't need that shit. Yeah. You know, you've already got to do this, this, and this, and this to make a fucking freeze ball. You know, <laughs> you don't need shit like that. Yeah. And 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 that's the main reason. You, you you're making things too complicated when it doesn't need complicated, and you're making things too generic whenever everybody's already seen. Damn, shit. bro, I did not expect you to be so passionate about this. You're like, I love anime. Anime is my shit, man. Yeah, I know. Um, I actually agree with a lot of what you said. I think it's more or less the aspect that it's it's the same shit over and over again, and that's where it comes down to what we had talked about earlier with the Dragon Ball uh, Dragon Ball Project Z. Is I feel that it's going to be the same shit I've already played, um, and I just I wish that they could do more. I wish a lot of these games could do different things. That's the reason why I loved Xenoverse. I love Xenoverse. I love Xenoverse 1 and 2 because it added new stories to the games that was like, oh, shit, man. I mean, new characters, new stories, changing the timelines. It was a fucking difficult game at times, but it was still a, a, a really good game. Um, but I don't know, man. That's just 
It's just a weird thing. Uh, Lydia says, honestly, they all seem to use the same mechanics, and it's almost always the same game. Over and over again, the same type of storyline. Graphics are always great, though. But sometimes, in a lot of cases, it's not the, it's not the graphics that make the game. It's the story, in my opinion. Lydia, that is one of the best effing answers that I have ever heard you post for the podcast. Congratulations, man. That was a really good way of saying it. Um, AJ Ashford said, Because I believe people expect the same quality from the game as the show, which is very hard to replicate, and most of the time, they have a smaller budget. <laughs> Jeremy Rowan, a.k.a. Toshimiki, says, No idea on that one. Fan base, maybe? Uh... DCD says because they're usually going for something quick and aren't true to the actual source material. Kind of a little bit different from what Bolton me said, but pretty much some people I can understand that I can understand where he's coming from in that aspect, especially with some of the games. Carrie Bland said, "I feel like they're usually not very good, but they're uh, but there again, so are most of the games based on movies and TV shows, which is a very true statement. Real talk, baby." Uh, Nick says, I think the problem with anime-based games is that they don't get licensing to make any unique slash canon content or at least anything that would make it a significant impact on the anime universe. So it usually ends up being rehashed old content or fan service. Bro, that's exactly what you said, Bolts. That's perfect, man. Um. And Richard says, I think it's just customers being picky. I, for one, really enjoy them. <laughs> Bolts is like, whatever, Richard. <laughs> All right, so classic head-to-head. After this, we're going to end the show. Um, this, I think it's a good thing to get into. Don't you, Bolts? <laughs> <coughs> you ready for this, bro? Are you ready, Bolts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be as bad as you think it is, dog. I know it's not. It, it'll probably last like five minutes, and then we'll move into the comments. Okay, so I'm going to go first, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. Um, the the reason why I think the 360 was better than the Xbox. I mean, the 360. <laughs> no, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I've already look, said Look at Subconsciously, he already knows that his answer is going to be false. No. He's bro. lying to you, I'm people. I'm not lying. Proof why, is in the pudding. Why the numbers. I think <laughs> the... Uh, why I think the PS3 um, was better than the Xbox 360. Um, so... <clears throat> <clears throat> Golly. I've got like some something going on right now. I like die on the podcast. You're like, please don't joke about that. Why are you stalling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, dog. <laughs> um, all right. So my thing was this. Uh, I think I, I think I enjoyed the exclusives more on PS3 than on Xbox 360. Another thing that I did not like about the Xbox 360 was the horrible user interface. I know everybody's going to say the Xbox 360 user interface was 10 times better than what the Xbox One is and it was so cool. Had these fucking little sliders back and forth. I fucking hated it. 
I hated it. I hated the original aspect of the 360. That fucking silver slider that you had to slide through shit like you were going through some futuristic restaurant's menu. Oh, like an app? Yeah. No, it wasn't like an uh, app. No, it wasn't like an app. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you're on your phone and you're looking through your apps, what do you do? You go left or right it with the thumb? It doesn't matter, bro. Okay, I was just saying. I'm just saying. It doesn't matter. Absolutely, it doesn't. Okay, first and foremost, PlayStation 3 had Ridge Racer 7, okay? <laughs> I was like, I was like, did they really? <laughs> yeah, that was no, a big, that was funny. a big, uh, worry about Genji, that, you remember Genji Day of Blades? Oh, yeah. This, uh, he's like, crabs. <laughs> you fight crabs. <laughs> All right, so um, obviously we saw an uproar in exclusives when, and games with the PS3 in 2007 because the PS3 did not come out until a year after uh, the Xbox 360. Um, Damn, now, was it that long? It was a year. The Xbox 360 came out in 2005 and wow. had games uh, like Amp 3 Project, Gotham 3, Ridge Racer 6, Dead or Alive 4, uh, Perfect Dark Zero. Uh, and then in 2006, they had um, Far Cry uh, Predator. They had... They had COD 2. Homie. Yeah, they had COD 2, Dead Rising. They had uh, Bomberman, Act Zero, Saints Row. They had all different types of stuff. There was a ton of different games that they had that was that was pretty big for them. But then in 2007, the games that I really liked. Um, I know this was one. Lair. Huh? I, I somewhat liked Lair, but it was still horrible. I loved MotorStorm. It was a, such a cool concept uh, of, for a racing game. Uh, Uncharted came out in 2007. Heavenly Sword came out in 2007. Folklore came out in 2000. Which, fuck and shit. Folklore was such a good game. Wow. And that's not even my style of game. But it was such a good game. Ratchet & Clank Tools of Destruction came out. Uh, you had Eye of Judgment, which was a total crazy like camera. PlayStation yeah. Eye camera yeah. strategy game. Then you had Warhawk, which I was obsessed with. I mean, it was one of my favorite games. I know. We went to a Sony experience to play fucking Starhawk. Starhawk. Great God. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but then, even though people hated on it, in 2008, you had MotorStorm Pacific Rift uh, and a game called Haze, which made no fucking sense at all. But in Is the- that the one with the nectar? Yeah, it was nectar. <laughs> I'm going to get my nectar. I'm going to get my nectar. Uh, also, in 2008, you had Metal Gear Solid 4, which was a amazing. amazing game. Little Big Planet 2, Resistance 2. Um, you had SingStar come out, which was SingStar Volume 2, which was a really big game at that time. Um, and then you had um, all different types of stuff. You had Buzz Buzz Quiz TV. You remember that with the blonde guy? He's like, hey, Buzz Quiz TV. <laughs> All right, wrong answer. So, like, I'm I'm looking down as 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 the as the years mm-hmm. go by. Yeah, you have like in 2009 with Xbox 360, you had Halo Wars, Halo ODST, um, uh, Forza Motorsports 3, Forza, uh, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. They had one Chabra Bikini Samurai Squad. Exactly. Magna Carta 2. Sold 3.5 million copies day one. But then you look at the PlayStation exclusives that year. You had Killzone 2, Infamous, Cross Edge, um, Uncharted 2, Ratchet & Clank, Crack in Time, Demon Souls, Africa, uh, which was that game... Um, uh, what was, You like went around took pictures and stuff of different oh, games. Oh, yeah. 
Um, it was all right. Uh, and then Katamari Forever, uh, Buzz Quiz Worlds. But it's so crazy. It's like it's it's dwindling because then you get Xbox 360 for 2010. You had Halo Reach and Crackdown 2. And that was it. And then you have PS3 in 2010. You have Mag, which was one of the first games. What it like 64? 60, and it was that was a big deal. That was a huge deal. 64 players online. You had Yakuza 3. You had White Knight Chronicles. uh, You had 3D Dot Heroes, Gran Turismo 5, Mod Nation Racers, Trinity Universe, Heavy Rain, God of War 3, Time Crisis, Raising Storm, Last Rebellion. It's just, and it's slowly but surely just getting like smaller, bigger, smaller, bigger. Gears uh, in in Xbox 360 exclusive to 2011. You had Gears of War 3, Forza Motorsports 4, Halo Collector's Edition Anniversary. PlayStation 3 exclusive to 2011. You had Little Big Planet 2, Killzone 3, SOCOM 4, Yakuza 4, Motorsports uh, Apocalypse, Infamous 2, um, Uncharted 3, Bleach, uh, Resurrection, White, Chron- White Knight Chronicles. Two Resistance Three, um, Trinity Souls, Ratchet and Clank, all for one. So I mean, I'm just saying, me personally, and this is probably just coming as a PlayStation fan. I've just always liked the PlayStation exclusives more than I did the Xbox 360 exclusives. The time that I did have an Xbox 360, the games that I liked, I liked Halo, I liked Halo. What else did I like? <clears throat> Bioshock. When Bioshock first came out, I had 360, and I played that. But comparing the user interface, comparing the controls, comparing the just overall UI, the themes, PlayStation Home, a little bit. I mean, I don't know, man. That's just me. I, I it just it feel it felt more like my console than when I played the Xbox 360. So that's just me. What about you, Bolt? Okay. Because like, I'm going to make this short and sweet, bitch. No. Um, as far as the console, PlayStation 3 was so much better than the Xbox 360. Um, later on through the... And, and the only reason the PS3 did not do as well as the 360 is because of the initial price that it came out of. Hands down. That's If PlayStation 3 would have came out of the same price as the 360, 360 would have been in trouble. Hands down. Um, as, far as, my three, as far as Microsoft, I'm a huge Microsoft fan. Um, and I will say this: I, <laughs> I hated the original, the original Xbox, because I hated the fucking Duke controller. It was a horrible. Controller. It was the worst controller ever made. Okay, I didn't play a lot of Xbox because of the controller. Yeah. Now I switched to the 360 because of the controller because of where the you an- were like oh. exactly exactly because of where the analog sticks were placed. It felt more natural. Yeah. Um, when, when when you're playing a when you're playing a PS a, a PlayStation and your thumbs are down here doing the thing, it just feels a little awkward. That's uh, all that is. I understand that. Um, so so I migrated over to Microsoft because of the controller, almost exclusively for for the controller because it felt more natural. Yeah. Um, but I will say this: um, as much as uh, your your exclusives on PlayStation were were far and few more than what Xbox produced. Yeah. Hands down. But it was a lot of exclusives of the same titles mm-hmm. that you brought from the PS2. Yeah. Your God of War, your Metal Gears, Yakuza's, Ratchet and Clank, so on and so forth. Microsoft, other than basically Halo, brought in some brought in some really decent exclusives at the time. Your um your Bioshock. 
It was a brand new game that was exclusive, exclusive to 360, which of course got ported over to PS3 later on, and so on and so forth. Yeah, but For that Bob. was a big deal. It was a big deal because, it, but it was it was a great exclusive. Um, Gears of War, brand new game style. Three, you know, I mean, it was it was gory, third person over the shoulder, and it, it's funny when you went from the from the from the Xbox, the original Xbox and PS2, to the 360 and to the PlayStation 3, you saw the development of heroes change from this like, you know, you you, you played Final Fantasy and stuff like that, yeah, you know, slender, you know, slender, feminine looking characters that were heroes, and you move over to fucking. Uh, gears, to, you know, gears, and Marcus <laughs> Phoenix is as rough as they come, you yeah. know. And uh, same thing for Boltstorm and shit like yeah. that, you know. Well, and also, you know, don't forget about exclusives like Lost Odyssey. Well, no, which, that was that was my next thing. You know, yeah. Lost Odyssey was was the last true J, JRPG turn based strategy game. And I'm telling you, if if there's there, I, I know I talk about remakes, remasters, reboots, and shit like that. I want that one done so I bad. I understand that. Because there's so much behind that game that nobody knows about. I mean, and oh, I'm so glad that guy was able to beat it in seven hours on four discs. It was amazing. <laughs> All right. Bro, that was so crazy. I'm I know so was, pissed off at him. I know some of y'all probably hadn't heard that story, but just real quick, me and Bolts were working at GameStop. Lost Odyssey had just came out. Everyone was hearing about... Um, everyone was hearing about, uh, you know, how, how long the game was and all this other stuff. And it was just, it was super, super, super long. Um, this dude bought it and right before we closed, the guy came back and was like, <laughs> I mean, bro, he was totally high top of his freaking right. brain. I mean, he was super high. I beat it, man. I'm going to get my money back. I'm like, what? He was like, I beat it. It's crazy. And Bolts was on the other register and looked over and was like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, man, it was a great game. He's like, listen, bro, <clears throat> there's no way you beat it. I beat it, bro. He said, you can't beat this game in seven hours. There's no possible way. Because how much? How many How many hours were in that game? Almost, almost 80 to 90. Yeah. There, I mean, there's no way. There's no physical way unless he's a time traveler. Man, it was like, really, oh, I was bro. so pissed off at him. Um, it and, was crazy. Right. Um, and, and, of course... Um, you know, and of course, in my opinion, the greatest greatest RPG of all time series, which is Mass Effect. Yeah, introduce Mass Effect, and and Mass Effect is such a a a, a turn for the, what type of games that was being produced. Yeah, I mean, that was it was one of the first games, if not the first game, where what your actions did in a game directly resulted in what was going on in the game, and then you could carry your character. From one game to another, and depending on what your actions did in game one, would would affect game two, and then game three, and then it was just like it was fucking great. Yeah. It was just great. Um, but I will say this: as f- as far as some of the exclusives and the controller, and the the, the, the that's the only reason why I drifted over to the Xbox 360. Okay, yeah, and and that's really it. I will say this: as as far as the system. Um, most of the games, everything that's put well, was put into the system, nothing can get. Xbox 360 does not compare to PS3. Yeah. And the fact of the matter that PS3 had a Blu-ray drive alone puts it over the top of 360. Because because at the time you had discs that were that were that I mean you could scratch them, and you could you could you could destroy a disc, but 
Blu-rays are pretty much almost scratch resistant if it's nothing like if you're not driving driving a knife into the center of it, you know. It was just it it was it was a it was a better concept for for the gaming industry, yeah, for kids and so on and so forth. When it first came out, you know, everybody didn't really understand Blu-ray, and you know, remember Blu-ray fought against HD DVD. You remember that? Oh, I know because Microsoft's HD DVD, and it. <laughs> totally destroyed HD DVD. Yep. Uh, D- uh, D- Disney and all the porn sites signed on to the to the Blu-ray and really pretty much blew it out of the water. Yeah. So Did you say all the porn sites, all the porn developers. Yeah. Really? Yep. I didn't know that was one of the reasons. You're like, I know these things. I'm a porn insider. Just saying. <laughs> but overall, overall, um, my I love my 360. Absolutely, there are aspects about it I absolutely love, but there are aspects about the PS3 that were so much better than the 360. Yeah, um, the 360 did so well because it, I mean it, it mass produced games like nobody's been. I mean it was game, it was throwing games out left and right. You remember working at GameStop? Yeah. You know we had a section of a th- of, of of like four four foot walls of 360 games, and we had a section of like two foot walls of of PlayStation threes. You know, and, and that has a lot to do with the price of the PS3 when it came out. Nobody was going to spend five hundred some dollars on the system, unless you were just you know had money to blow. Yeah, you know, and, and that had a lot to do with it. Now, if, if they would have released that three ninety nine just like the three sixty did, um, PS three would have caught up, caught steam in a heartbeat, and would have would have glided over the three sixty. Um, I love my three sixty. I love everything about my three sixty. And one of the greatest things about the three sixty I loved was the exclusive consoles they used to produce. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 Halo consoles, the Gears of War console, mm-hmm. oh my God, is one of the best Beautiful. ever. Uh, my my Star Wars R two D two consoles. Um, I mean, there was just so much that yeah. that that the three sixty did for their consoles at that time. It was it was it was great. It was yeah. great. I agree, my bro. So. Quickly, we'll move into the community comments. Uh, Lydia says, well, I don't have an Xbox, so I'll have to say PS4 console-based, but Xbox doesn't put the same games playable, so we're kind of in the middle of the road. What system do you like the most of why? I don't think... I don't think Lydia understood the question. So we're going to move on for that. <laughs> uh, Lydia, just to let you know, we were talking about what console did you like the most out of the PS3 and the Xbox 360. I think she thought we were talking about the PS4 and the Xbox One. So uh, AJ Ashford said, PS3 for me. Sony's bread and butter were once again amazing and some of the best games you could buy. Another underrated reason I loved the PS3 so much was its capable capabilities as a media machine. It felt so good to store MP3 videos, pictures, and more on my system. Something I kind of wish the PS4 did now. Oh, and PlayStation Home. Many people shit on PlayStation Home, but I had a good time with it and I miss it a lot. I totally agree with you, AJ. PlayStation Home was fantastic. And I also forgot about that aspect of having the uh the uh micro or the the SD card slots yeah. and all that stuff on yeah. the front of the PS3. I thought that was great because there were some movies and stuff that I would get like from offline yeah. on like LimeWire back in the day. Yeah. And like I put them all on my I will also say this the PS3 had Wi-Fi capabilities. Yes. <laughs> it's that it. fucking stupid ass antenna that yeah. you hooked on the back of the 360. That was so shitty. What was that? What was the system? What was the chip in the PS3? It was the 
Oh, bro, if, if you... I, yeah. Anyway, re- continue reading the comments, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, then Nick says, PlayStation 3 for me. Exclusives were most... Uh, were way more interesting to me, and I was sold on the Metal Gear Solid 4 Special Edition PS3. Totally agree, bro. It was like a dark green color, uh, and it had like these beige lettering. I don't know, bro. It was just sick the way it looked. Uh, Jeremy Rowan said Xbox 360 because of Mass Effect. (laughs) Um, Mr. DCD said Xbox 360, uh, the convenience game library, and of course the controller. Carrie Bland says, hands down, has to be the Xbox 360. The PS3 had a lot of technical issues, plus Halo 3 reasons. And Richard comments, PS3 is really cool and had uh, great games, but their servers, uh, or so-called servers, yeah. are shit. I'd, I'd have uh, to give them that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, le- uh, I lean more to the Xbox for the online play because the servers were way better. And worked uh, the original COD, bro. Call of Duty Two, four on four, homie. That was oh, that shit was so good. Capture the flag was where it's at, man. Yeah. So, um, it was. uh, I don't know, bro. It was. uh, This is killing me. I mean, it's really gonna drive me crazy if I don't figure out what the name of this was. It was like a rocket ship, bro. I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead and move down into the shout-outs. So, Bolts. Shout-outs, bro. <sighs> let's see. Shout-out, shout-out, shout-outs. Um, shout-out to my buddy, Caleb. To my buddy TJ, to my to my to my homie JD, to my other buddy Justin. Shout out to my son Aaron James Bolts. I love you, bro. I know you don't listen to this stuff, but you should. Um, I mean, you watch other people play video games for crying out loud, so you should. I know what it was. What? <laughs> Sorry, it was the PlayStation Three had the cell broadband processor. It was a cell broadband engine, oh, okay. and it had. Uh, it had some crazy ass power, bro. There was like, uh, there was a total of eight different, I think, I think it was eight CPUs or whatever in the GPUs. I don't know, bro. The shit was crazy. The same exact chip, this same exact chip was used to power missiles and it was way overpowered because I remember when the PS3 launched, a lot of developers were like, how the fuck are we going to use this? (laughs) But anyways, go on. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, um, a, sh- a shout out to my son, Aaron. Um, I love you, buddy. Uh, get get your head back into the books. Quit ass and assing around. Um, shout outs to everyone who listens to the podcast. Shout outs to uh, Leaks, um for letting us do this do this thing for you. Yes. Mm. Mm. That's about it, bro. Okay. Uh, shout out to my boy TJ, aka T Spray Spray. I ain't saying T Spray Spray. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> shout out to all my boys out there grinding. Um, shout out to everybody, man. Really appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. I love you guys very much. It really means a lot to everybody li- that everyone that listens. It really means a lot to everyone that listens. <laughs> really means a lot. 
to have new listeners and all this other stuff. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to eventually set up the Patreon as well to not just have, um, you know, more stuff for you guys, but to help us produce the show and uh, maybe even have, you know, special episodes that is exclusive to our patrons. Uh, much more. We've talked about for doing it for quite some time, but we just never got around to it. So until then, make sure to check us out at Cinelinks.com. Uh, check us out at twitch.tv forward slash Cinelinks later on tonight for another live stream. Uh, and uh, check us out soon for more uh, videos, articles, and cool shit. Love you guys. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>